It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Today, I'm talking about pathological lying, what it is, and how it compares to normal lying. Here here we go with uh, everybody's going to write the narrative after the first game. Pathological lying used to be called pseudologia fantastica. I like saying that. It's going to be a climb, right? It's going to be a climb. And it referred to people who told multiple outrageous lies that would border on the fantastic. I like what I see out there in terms of our good plays and how our guys are flying around, the depth that we have. And those were more than just simple lies. These would include elaborate details that seem questionably believable. We will continue to improve the baseline for that group. The ceiling for that group is much higher than it was 12 months ago. The motive behind the lying wasn't always clear, and sometimes it was just to impress people. A lot of work to do, and we're the right people to get it done. Oh, man. If if there was... You were rooting for that spread to fall like someone who had a million dollars on the game. And you didn't have a penny, I'm guessing, right? I didn't have any wager whatsoever, but few were locked into that result as much as I was on Saturday night. Woo, boy, the honeymoon is over in L.A., according to the L.A. Times. Same you-know-what, different year out there in, uh, at USC. Wow. Well, um, let's hope that the narrative for our season isn't written in the first game. But maybe we'll want it to be written in the first game, but maybe we won't. I, you know, I, I don't know, but... Uh, that was the biggest story from the weekend. Yeah, Giving I think up so. Right at or close to 200 yards rushing in 24 first downs, 21-14 at half to San Jose State. Yeah, defensively they did not... Not look good. Tight game right there before halftime, wasn't it? Yeah, seven point game at halftime, yeah. and you know they're they're not doing a whole lot defensively up to that point. And I mean they 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 pulled away in the second half. They had to have a big kickoff return to do so. It's just you know he he caught a little heat after the two Utah losses and then the Tulane loss about the defense. Though Bill Plaschke apparently picked them to go undefeated this year. And now he's totally turned on him and saying, I've seen one game, and the defense looks crap just like it did last year. No improvement has been made. Wow. And if that's one, the defense. One game and he's already flipping on him in a game that they won? If that defense is what shows up for the rest of the year, then, yeah, that 12-0 prediction ain't coming true. It ain't well, coming close. I'm not going to sit here and suggest that they're going to have one of the best defenses in the country. But, you know, for a team that – does live pretty heavily in the transfer portal we do as well it may take a little bit of time for uh, for you to find your chemistry on the defensive side playing some young guys as well but i don't know i you're not going to get much leeway 
from the fan base out there. It doesn't sound like. Yeah. Uh, so when did you find out that David Stone committed to OU? Was it this morning or late last night? I, I found out as he plucked the hat nice. off of the table. Nice. On Saturday night. You told me you weren't even going to pay attention or watch it, and you ended up watching well, it live. I happened to be somewhere that had it on a television, okay? I'll, I will admit mm-hmm. to that nothing more. Did you at least fist pump, high five somebody, react in the moment? Uh, it's I huge, got isn't excited. it? I mean, it's it's massive. It's massive. Now, I, I, we'll, we'll keep it. I think he's. he's I, I feel like it's pretty solid that he's coming to Oklahoma. Don't you? I mean, I know there was some other stuff out there in an interview afterwards that maybe had some people feeling a certain way, but. I don't know. I think that's it. Just him, like in the moment, giving an interview, and I, I don't, I don't read too much into yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say Miami's chance to flip him is zero, but I don't know. Like yeah. just trying to read into this, it feels like Miami's like the most momentum that maybe they had was up until the decision last week. Yeah, and will they be able to recreate maybe that same momentum and the same buzz that they had last week? That's going to be. It's going to be really difficult for them now that he is committed. And right. a big reason is that, you know, that Miami, you know, was making a push is because the mom or the family wanted to be in Miami. But now that the decision has been made, maybe they start to come around to the idea of, all right, he's going to OU. Let's let's get on board with this. Let's start preparing ourselves for that. I, I don't know. I, so, again, I, I wouldn't put their chances at zero. I just feel like Miami's best chance was – last week and to recreate that momentum, especially with what kind of team they're supposed to have this year. I just I don't love their chances of, of doing that again. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um, the question is, Tyler, are we going to be able to build on it? Is there going to be some momentum coming out of this thing? Like, what happens next? Uh, well, I think what's going to happen next is they're going to get a top 100 player on September Ooh. 8th and Nigel Smith. And I'm uh, really hoping that this momentum with Danny Okoye in town this weekend, and maybe you already had a lead, some think that, oh, you did, but with this momentum and him being on campus this weekend, maybe this is kind of the weekend that really sways it even heavier in OU's direction. We are still, according to what I'm looking at here, Tyler, in the 2024 team rankings – Per the 247 composite, the University of Oklahoma sits just outside the top 10 in the number 11 slot. Rivals, they are number 10. Okay. That's the highest ranked class uh, out of the three major services there. All right. And what do you think? What's the, what's the ceiling of this class? Now that you've got two five stars uh, committed, is can this be a top seven? I think like the, the ceiling class? of it with what you still have out there, though it feels yeah. like Dom McKinley, the other five star, probably going to pick Texas on Friday. Grant Bricks is still out there. Like the the other defensive lineman you have, like, I think the ceiling, and that is everything going your way. Yeah, it is a top five class. Uh, right. Maybe realistically, though, I would think that this is probably if I had to guess right now, the number seven, eight ranked class. On uh, right. on signing day, that's just that's purely a guess, but that's what it we'll is be today. disappointed if we're not firmly inside the top ten, right? Uh, as of now, yes, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
I like it. How's everyone feeling? Has the uh, text line been Ask positive? Yeah. Or is there a bunch of, well, it's just a matter of time before he turns his back on us? I Not very much of that. We did get one text okay. last hour saying, well, is OU recruiting any offensive players? All I'm hearing about is defensive guys today. Ah, well, today. There we go. Hey, come on. it's We're celebrating a defensive I, lineman today. I said that on Friday. If, if we get David Stone, it's going to be, well, yeah, but they can't ever get any offensive talent in. Yeah, you did. Which nice, is nice call on that one. A good problem to have. Um, you did. You did also say on Friday twenty times. I hope I'm wrong. So it probably has never felt better for you to be wrong than on Saturday night. I was wrong, and just so everyone knows, I talked to David Stone beforehand. He was wanting to get a bunch of people all in a in a buzz over the decision. So he was asking me if I would pick Taylor he's going to Miami. And I was like, only because we need a five-star defensive yeah. lineman would, would I ever be a part of this it, crap. And doesn't that sound like Teddy, text line, that an 18-year-old kid comes up to him and says, hey, let me, <laughs> will you help me stir up the drama even more? Teddy's uh, like, yeah, sure, yeah, what do you need? Drama? Absolutely. No, that, hey, happy to be wrong. Um, we bucked the trend, which is good. Uh, it sounded like, I don't know if it's drama or or what, but he's making it sound like he, he almost wasn't really sure or didn't know before he was about to suit up for the football game. Three o'clock call from uh, Todd Bates, according to him, is what Swan That thinks. can't be true, can it? I, I, have, I have no idea. It, it, what's more fun? Is it more fun to believe that he's been silently committed for several days yes. now, or is it more fun to believe that Todd Bates came in late and rescued the day, rescued the it, show? It's it's more fun to 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 think that he was silently committed uh, because I feel way better about that than I do someone honestly not knowing and flipping their decision at the eleventh hour because that means they could easily flip it back. So give me the uh, give me the he was committed for. Ten weeks silently. I'll take that. 501, I haven't been this excited since I did a whole bunch of acid with the worker from Sugars. What about you, Teddy? Oh, wow. Wow. That, it's tough to live up that to. came from right field. I was not expecting that. But, hey, I, I, I prefer to get text messages that I did not see coming. That was an interesting one. Um, this one's from right field as well, but it's from Gunny, so you're mentally preparing oh, yourself. Well, yeah. It's game week, and I'm going to get Stony in honor of Stony. So that's <laughs> where he's at on a Monday. No, oh, the, the, vibes are, uh, the vibes are good right now on the text line. It's game week. There's going to be a college football game played in Norman, and it's as happy as you felt about OU football recruiting in – uh, quite some time, I would say. Yeah. Very excited. Very optimistic. How do you feel about Stone as a prospect? I feel great about him as a prospect. What, 6'4", 270? Um, we've talked about how transfer portal heavy OU is going to be next year. Is he an instant plug-and-play guy? Uh, let, Has let, to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely going to play. Is he going to start right away? We'll see what they're able to get in the portal. But this is – it's just what you need with the conference that you're moving to, man. I mean, that's that's right. really what it – so I, I feel really good about him as a pros- – I felt good about him as a prospect, and I think everyone liked what they saw on Saturday. I don't know how much of the game that you actually watched, but he he looks the part. 
I watched none of the game. I did see a couple of highlights. He had a nice pass rush, and then um, I guess a nice get off created a nice tackle for loss. Hey, um, I like what I've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot. Looks pretty explosive. Has a really good frame. Um, seems to be pretty good with his hands for a, for a hike school kid. So I'm cautiously optimistic on it. Uh, I'm very optimistic on it. Uh, David Stone, what, what Jim and Arlington just said, he's already recruiting for OU. He's not flipping back. And, yeah, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that I think he's going to flip to Miami. I think, well, I think who's he's he recruiting? Uh, if, he's, if he's starting to – Well, he, uh, he was helping OU recruit before he even uh, picked up that OU hat or that Boomer Sooner hat on Saturday, Jaden Jackson, his teammates. Yeah, Some that's true. very underrated. That's true. I think he. I mean, he looks pretty good now. Uh, he, he also played really well on Saturday. Pickup. Both those two played yeah. well on on Saturday. Right. Yeah, I think he's a really nice pickup. All right. Well, let's see if he can um, use some of that star power he's created on the social media sites over the last six months or so, and and maybe turn the tide on a couple of other prospects. Uh, out there. We got so many. I've unfollowed him. I've muted him. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> that was a lot on Friday. I'm sure he got a lot of new follows and people unmuting him today. Nice. Very, I, I, very I, nice. I would like to think the drama's over. I hope, I sure hope the drama is over. But I don't know if I'm naive enough. I, I, I don't think that he's going to flip to Miami. It's just, uh, can we keep it calm from here on out until signing day, please? Right. Can we can we lower the drama? Okay, so big names still out there. Nigel Smith, McKinley, who you said you feel like is leaning pretty strongly to Texas. He, just, he, he announces Friday, by the way. Yeah. An- announces Friday. Okoye, who I think is uh, perhaps undervalued. Not a five-star, but, I mean, I feel like he's – you He's should tell top him that. 100 type of kid. You should tell him that on Saturday when you see him, or if you do see him. He's going to be down at the game Saturday. He's taking an He's taking an OV on Saturday. Ooh, okay. He's taking an official visit, and he's probably going to commit on the spot. That's what you're reporting. He uh, he might he might commit during uh, kicking for chicken. Now that that's a recruiting story for you. Please direct during, your attention to the southeast corner of the end zone. As Danny Okoye during kick-in for chicken. Would like to address to the crowd? Yeah. Hey, now that would be something. Toss the kid the mic. He says, I want to commit. Well, why don't you come out here on the on the, uh, on the the field and tell everyone. Just during the second timeout of the second quarter, um, after we recognize the, the business school. Right? <laughs> Well, I know that you want to do it the first time out, but we got the business school. Then, yeah, we're we're honoring another athletic team on campus. But that third time out, you should be good. No, that's a sponsor. Now, how about the fourth? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good stuff. Well, okay, let's hit an opening timeout. We got more from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. I forty four exit one zero seven. Keep hitting the Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that... It is The Rush on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Steady Lemon, Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line. Keep them coming, 405 651 
34-39. A text from the 405. Early week score predictions. We know Teddy has Arkansas State by 10. What say you? We're so focused on David Stone and all like this uh, yeah. recruiting the past couple of weeks. Forgot that it's game week. We were aware that a game was going to be played in early September, but I showed up here Monday. It's like, oh, I guess we need to, yeah, talk about Arkansas State in a football game that's going to happen. Actually, let me just say to the texter that I already this morning in our um, – our little pit contest that we have at the station. I took the University of Oklahoma as my lock of the week, mm. minus 34 and one-half points. What's your theory? That That's too low of a point spread? <laughs> that's good enough for me. <laughs> hey, that's better info than 98% of the the uh, gambling dorks on other stations uh, will give you. That's That's good uh. enough for me. I read my, that text during the break, by the way. I, I, um, I'm I thinking like 52-10. I think this is the least talented team that OU will play all year long. There's probably not going to be another game where they're a 35-point favorite. Uh, I, I like OU to come out fast offensively, play well defensively. They'll, they'll, they'll handle business on Saturday. I'm not worried about this one whatsoever. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, the thing that really – I feel good, especially in the early season games, is I they know that they've got to get right after last year. There's gonna be there's gonna be way more pressure to continue to perform well. Um, I think our depth on both sides of the ball is gonna be hell for teams like Arkansas State. Like we may not at least at the moment going into the season. Like, the superstar talent may not be there yet. Like, maybe we get that throughout the season. But as we look at it right now, I, I think, like, both the the first team and the second team, offensively and defensively, other than the offensive line, are really close to one another. And that means that it's going to be a relentless onslaught for Arkansas State. I. Is it going to be any better for Arkansas State whenever Jackson Arnold comes into the game and he's handing off to Sawchuck and throwing to Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson? Maybe not. It may be worse for them than better, you know? That's just kind of – I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of willingness to score a whole bunch of points. Yeah, and, I mean, Arkansas State's going to be outmatched and – Several areas of this game, but I think when OU wants to go tempo in this game, that's that's when they're really going to have some issues. You talked about OU's competitive depth. I'm going to guess Arkansas State doesn't have a ton, and uh, with his, with uh, how warm it's going to be on Saturday, OU's going up tempo. That's that's going to be a struggle for those guys. That's an interesting question or point. Um, we know it's going to be a part of their offense. You expect it to be a part of their offense right out of the gate? I mean, not as much you, as later on in the year. I, I think early on. But you do on, have to practice it in yeah, game situations. We will to get see good them. We will see them go up tempo. I think definitely early in the game, I think you're going to see them go up tempo. And once they have the game kind of in hand, I would guess, and it's really a guess, I'm going to guess that they try to really slow it down and establish some offense that way. But. You know, when this team starts to play Texas and some of the better teams on its schedule, 
then I don't think you're going to see them hold back with some tempo. Not to say that they're going to run it every single drive. I don't think they want that to be the case, but they'll run it Saturday. I just don't think as much as they would against some of the better teams on the schedule. Does it make you feel better or worse that Arkansas State was 1-4 and four, uh, over their last five games, just like we were? One and four over our last five games. <laughs> really puts uh, last year into into perspective, doesn't it? Their <laughs> four so losses to were to Troy, still. Texas State, South Alabama, and Louisiana. And I'd like to say that OU had four better losses, but eh. uh, kidding, of course. FSU. Yeah, that's that. Other than that, nothing. Nothing that you look back and say, "Well, yeah, but we lost." Uh, but they did beat UMass last West year, Virginia, thirty-five, thirty-three. Yeah. So watch out. I watched a little bit of um, the Texas State game from a year ago, and Arkansas State offensive line was getting slaughtered. So I, I don't know how much they've changed their offensive line and how much new personnel they've got, but if they haven't improved on the offensive line, look out. It could be ugly. Yeah, well, I, I think that goes to, we already, or I guess I, already made fun of Lincoln Riley so far this show. Yeah. Let's hope that in a week's time, though you can't totally, you know, have an entire opinion based on one game, but let's hope they're not giving up 200 rushing yards and 28 mm. points like to a team like Arkansas State. You said 10, 52-10? Yeah, and compared to some of the text line scores, that's, it's not very aggressive. Pretty, really? Pretty subdued score. Oh, yeah. Let's. Uh, Gunny's got 77 to 10. Cherokee Sooner has 69 to nothing. Nice. Uh, recruiting Doomer also has 52 to 10. Jimmy and Edmund has OU 48, Arkansas State 7. And then, yeah, a whole lot of 69 nothings on the, on huh. the text line. Okay. What is. Do you remember off the top of your head the most points we scored in a single game last season? Ooh, no! But I will guess it um, was the was it the first game last year where they scored the most points? No, it was. It looks like it was Kansas, fifty-two, fifty-two, okay. forty-two. We scored forty-five against the University of Texas El Paso. Kent State's thirty-three-three. Nebraska forty-nine fourteen. Should have been Nebraska. They could have scored a hundred that day if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, but. Hey, the 49-0 beating we took from Texas, this may make you feel better. The 49 was not the most points we gave up. We gave up more to TCU and Texas Tech. Good to know. So. 72 nothing, 45-7, says Marshall. Same score in 2000. 63-3, to 54-6, 63-7, 269-10. <laughs> the confidence is quite high. I, I think everyone has uh, OU covering the 35-point spread, yeah. best I can tell. Okay. Have you seen any position group or any player that is even worth bringing up for Arkansas State? No. I mean, I've, I mean just, I've barely looked at any of their stuff. I looked at – well, the one I watched, I was just making sure I had it and everything was operating correctly whenever I watched it, and it was just I, I watched the first drive of the game, which was a very quick one. 
<laughs> Very quick. This, yeah, this is one of those where it's uh, you're going to be analyzing yourself more than the opponent all week long. No doubt. Who, no doubt. Who's the number one wide receiver going to be? Who's going to start there? Who's going to get the first carry? I mean, the most noteworthy thing about Arkansas State is probably their head coach, Butch Jones. And if you read all the offseason articles about five coaches on the hot seat, old Butch is going to show up in most of those. Yeah. What is the I, – I heard um, Helmer and Steely talking about like, who they thought was going to get the first carry and stuff like that, and they seem to be pretty high on the fact that it's it's going to be Javante Barnes. And, I, I mean, that's just kind of – I think Josh felt more strongly maybe than Steely, but I think there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. Are you in that camp? That's where I would go. I don't feel 100% about it. I'm wondering if Marcus Major could be that. Um, Tawi Walker could be that. That would yeah. If Gavin Sawchuck's been a little banged up here recently, and it sounds like he has, those three that I just mentioned would probably be my three favorites. What about you? I, I would put it in order with Marcus Major, number one, Tawi Walker, two, Javante Barnes. How do you say it? Javante Barnes. First down, Sooners. Boomer. Yeah. Can't wait to hear that on Saturday. <laughs> sweet. Oh, my God. Which reminds me, how awesome was it last year that our announcer forced our team to jump off sides and that became a whole controversy? That was great, right? That's Maybe that's why they want to go slower on offense this year, Teddy, <laughs> to, to avoid that this season. Maybe that's you know, you that's could create from. a code where the in-stadium announcer actually gives the snap count and nobody knows it except for the football team <laughs> yeah, like and, the, and the in-stadium uh, announcer. Now we're, now we're pretty thinking. good, right? KW the 918, Teddy has watched as much film of Arkansas State as Johnny Manziel did while playing for Cleveland. Yeah. 0.00, 0. Yeah. 0.00 hours. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Actually, I'm, I've like. Far surpassed him. I'm at 0.01. Why Marcus Major getting the first carry on Saturday? Oh, I don't know. It it didn't sound to me or look to me as if Javante Barnes had taken it and run with it, the starting running back spot. Um, Marcus Major has been a name that the University of Oklahoma offensive coordinator Jeff Levy has continued to say repeatedly, starting all the way back in spring football. So, and that's it's been the same thing through training camp. So, and I've seen that with my own eyes whenever I've gone out there, and that's what I'm going to follow. Doesn't mean it's going to be 100% the case, but kind of feel like that's where it is. Yeah, we uh... could be proven wrong. If you would have said this back in March, and as Doug and Norman is pointing out, uh, Phil Steele said it in July, Marcus Major running back number one, a lot of people would have scoffed at the notion he'd get the first carry of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see some oars uh, at running back oh, yeah. tomorrow when that's released. They may be everywhere on the depth chart. And I think a lot of them are le- – 
there's legitimate ors and then there's like making people feel good or hiding what's truly happening ors and i think i'm not saying we won't have some of those but i think a lot of them are honest like you're going to see both guys right at running back we fully expect Expect to see what four guys at least, perhaps carrying the football. Yeah, what, what's Levy been saying? He's saying seven or eight at wide receiver, maybe a six or seven. We're, we're going to see a lot of yeah. wide receivers. I mean, yeah, and, and, and like the, the the depth chart that's released, and I think this goes to the point. A lot of those position battles haven't necessarily been won just yet. Yeah, and with a non-conference right. schedule like they have, it in some ways it kind of does feel like um, you're extending training camp out a little bit. Yeah, to really figure think, out some of those spots. I think corner. You're going to see that extend out a little bit to a lesser degree. Mike Backer, I think that'll extend out a little bit. Um, you know, I think wide receiver is there's going to be a, a bit of a battle going on there. But I, I honestly think the starting wide receivers are going to be uh, Farouk, Drake Stoops, and Andrew Anthony. Like concrete. Yeah, that's because that's that's been kind of what they've gone with from spring all the way through training camp like that hasn't changed a whole lot at least from what i've witnessed so i feel pretty but gavin solid freeman's like gonna play gonna quite a bit quite a bit Gag- gavin freeman will probably play more than yes. any of the other receivers and he may jog on the field after the first snap uh 405 is teddy 70 30 on marcus major getting the first look at running back lol too soon too soon soon. (laughs) delete that number from the database (laughs) just kidding uh doug and norman also tells us arkansas state's kicker is preseason all conference so we just oh really keep him off the field i i I like ou's odds so he says they're going to score either six or nine depending off of field goals huh if, nice. they, if they score 69 on Saturday, this text line is going to be at I'm not coming high. to work on Monday if that happens. Just I need a little bit of time to let the text line simmer down, okay? I won't be able to handle the innuendo. Be right. sweet. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep sending the innuendo, 651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rom's new sweet and Mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. feel great about Dylan. He's had a great camp. This is a guy that started 36 games. Uh, he's had a ton of production. So looking for him to, you know, be dominant and, and play really, really well at a cha- championship level. Uh, expect that. He expects that. And so excited for him to, to get on the grass Saturday morning. And then with Jackson, you know, we'll continue to work through that. We want to try, you know, every way imaginable to, to create growth uh, when those opportunities come up. Uh, so as we work through that, we'll continue to evaluate and see where that, that lands. There's Jeff Lebby earlier today talking about his two quarterbacks. Dylan Gabriel will be listed as QB1 on the death chart tomorrow, at least I think. 
and Jackson Arnold will be listed as the backup quarterback. He just said every way imaginable, like creating growth for Jackson Arnold. So what are we what are we expecting on Saturday for him to come in and take command of a drive, maybe in the second quarter, see him in a certain package? Yes to both of those. How are we going to see Arnold on Saturday? Uh, definitely a maybe to both of those. I I don't think right out of the gate. I doubt you'll see it. Um, like I I don't think he'll come in against Arkansas State until the second half. Would be my guess, um, and that will probably. I would think that would probably be the case throughout most of the non-conference. Um, I think that you may see him in maybe some more stressful situations as they get into conference play, but I could be wrong about that. Um, Levy may come out and want to challenge him right away, and yeah, hey, Jackson, you're taking the first drive of the second quarter, right? Um, maybe catch him unexpected be like, this drive's yours, and and put him out there in a in somewhat a stressful situation, see how he reacts, get him to, you know, learn to play and calm the nerves down and, and all of those things. So, But I do think that he's going to get a lot of action. I do. Yeah, like second quarter, if he comes in on a, on a drive, that would seem to fit. Like somewhere in the first quarter, you want to get let Dylan Gabriel kind of establish a rhythm, right? Yeah. So sometime yeah. in the second quarter, that, that feels like that would fit. Here's a good question from the 580. It's simple, but it's it's to the point. Um, what makes Saturday a bust, and what is a success? And to me, this goes back to what we talked about earlier this hour. You're really kind of evaluating yourself. So what makes it a success is making the layups, getting lined up right, like looking, coming out of the gates, like you're a, bu- a lot better mentally than you were a year ago. That's kind of where I'm at. Right. Well, here's the thing. I I expect there to be some procedure stuff. Um, I, that's just the part of, I mean, it's why the NFL has preseason, right? And it's it's been a long time since they've played uh, a legit football game. It's, it's, it's probably one of the only sports where you don't at least have some type of live scrimmage against someone Even else. college basketball. I mean, they're private, but yeah. college hoops does. Um, I'm sure baseball does, too, to some degree. Or, or Yeah. I don't know. It's like you got preseason, you got exhibition, except for college football. You have his non-conference, and sometimes you're right out of the gate against a, a top team. But anyways, I, I expect there to be some of those things, a little bit of rust. What I don't expect is – uh, mistakes with the football, like turnovers, um, getting kicks blocked, uh, free runners on defense uh, in the secondary for big explosive plays. Are we going to miss some tackles? Absolutely. Um, are, are guys going to – like I don't have a problem if they throw a ball down the field, we, make tr- we attempt to make a play on it, and – on that play, the receiver happens to come down with it. I like that. I don't mind. Those things are going to happen. We can't have a guy streaking down the field uncovered because of a a communication issue or a bust like that. We just cannot have. But if we do, it's not the end of the world. 
580, if we score less than 40 and give up more than 20, that makes this game a bust. Well, more than more than 20 is not going to not going to feel great. Well, That's it depends sure. how that happens. Yeah, but I, I'm and, and I'm looking at more than 20. That like the more than 20 that USC let up. Like OU never really distanced themselves that much, right. and it still felt like a game going you know pretty late in the second half. If our starting defense gives up more than more than two touchdowns. And if I, maybe I'll even give them two touchdowns in a field goal. Like, if your starting defense gives up more than that against Arkansas State, it, we are going to feel not very good coming out of the game. Yep. But if the starting defense gives up seven and the twos give up seven at the beginning of the fourth quarter and then your fourth-string quarterback throws a pass off an offensive lineman – helmet and a defender picks it off for a pick six and you give up 21 well that's a totally different story so it just depends how it happens you know what i'm saying sounds like jackson arnold is going to return kickoffs as a texture in the 918 since <laughs> levy says every way imaginable uh one more from the 405 would it be a bold take to say jfa has two touchdowns on saturday and i say no, no. Not, not not at all not a game like this i would expect it i think uh i think he has Let's get creative. Two touchdowns passing, one touchdown rushing. Why not? Three total touchdowns for the true freshman playing his first ever game. One rushing, two passing. I like that a lot. Uh, Gabriel have a nice tidy 15 of 18 for three touchdowns. Well, that's – And he'll add – Sounds like someone's covering the 35 to me, just based off those yep. two numbers. He'll add, I don't know, 45 yards on the ground, a couple of keepers, a couple of called plays, a couple of keepers off of passes. Just to put it uh, on film, just to show it to everyone, yep. and we're going to keep it with the quarterback. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, this again, this is the self-evaluation game. Uh, 94.9% chance to win this one, according to ESPN FPI. 94.9% chance. Uh, 58 and a half is the over under 35 is the spread and the high on Saturday is 98 degrees. Woo. Oh, by the time Saturday rolls around, it's, it, it's the high is only going to be 93, 94. field temperature will be around ah. 140 degrees. Jer- this could be one where if we play really good the first half and as hot as it's supposed to be. We talked. I know we talked about this Friday. It could be an empty stadium for the second half. Just like the FAU game in 2018. Yeah. It was yeah. so hot that day. OU was like, it was like 49 nothing at half, something crazy like that. Everyone said, see you. All right. All right. We've see seen you next enough. week. <laughs> yeah, we checked the box. We got here. And you here. know what? I, I mean, do, do what you want. Like, you buy the ticket. I'm, I'm never going to tell someone how to fan. I just, I hope that the big story that we're talking about a week from now isn't, well, Everyone left at halftime. What kind of fans are those? Because we did that well, last year, the Monday. I after. think, I think that, in all honesty, if you want to really see the nuts and bolts of the football team and what you're working with, you should probably go find a shady spot and watch the second half and watch because there's some really, really good young players that they're going to be given a lot of time to, and that's the future of the team. Um, and I'm, a, I'm excited to watch those guys, too. Adabare, 
Peyton Bowen's probably going to play a ton, some of those backers, so uh, offensively as well. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Newcastle. The Ref Radio and Business Coverage. Right Way Insurance, 405-607-6014. Or request a free online quote at rightwayinsurance.com. That's Right Way Insurance at 405-607-6014. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of The Rush. CavensGroup.com. If you have an emergency repair, Cavens Group, they are on the call 24-7. CavensGroup.com. I guess the big story of the college football weekend is uh, USC's defense. Does it look great? And we talked on Friday. It's like, okay, with the SC and Notre Dame, the two top 15 teams playing, you know, maybe we don't take away how awesome they were or how much better we they, they looked than what we thought that they were going to be given the opponents that they play. But Notre Dame really did look good on Saturday, didn't they? They did. Sam yeah. Hartman balled out. Uh, what do you have, four total touchdowns on the day? They dominated Navy. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what they should do. I mean, you can you can still say that they looked really impressive, even though, you know, they were playing a, a less than, a, you know, Navy is what they are, right? In when things go right for them, and they have a couple of things happen their way, that can make a day get really difficult for you. But when you stretch it out and put a bunch of points up early against them, it's just going to be it's going to be a horrible day for them. And Notre Dame made them look exactly how they should. And hey, I'm I'm open to it. If if Hartman is a game changer for them at quarterback, it could make Notre Dame look like a totally different squad. Yeah, they've got they, – they go to NC State coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, then they play Ohio State at home two weeks after that. Then they'll play USC at home three weeks after that. Then they're at Clemson. So if Notre Dame's a one-loss team with Clemson on the schedule, SC on the schedule, Ohio State's mm-hmm. on the schedule, they uh, are not only in the playoff, they may be like the number two ranked team at that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at their their schedule. See what it looks like early. I feel like they have a hard one early, don't they? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like at NC it's, State in two weeks. Okay. Uh, well, that's on the that's ninth, and then two weeks after Ohio that, they'll State. play Ohio State at home on uh, yeah. September twenty third. Well, it, it looks like it's a long ways away, but you know when they play that week zero, I mean, it makes that Ohio State game. Like, they're going to play. They still have to play five games in September after playing one in August. They're gonna they're gonna have six games in the books before they even get to the month of October. That's crazy. Um, any other big takeaway from Saturday? That text line. This goes out to you as well. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. USC's defense. Notre Dame re- looked really good. Anything outside um, of that? Vanderbilt. Caleb Williams continues to be. The best player in history after dropping a snap. Yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> Jeez, saw that plenty of times at OU and in that OU Texas game. They, I, they, they've got a stud in Zachariah Branch, by the way. I would yeah. definitely give them that. You can feel however you want about Caleb Williams, and I totally understand it. But he dropped the snap, picked it up, was standing completely flat-footed, square to the line of scrimmage with his shoulders, and threw that ball. I don't know how far downfield and hit someone. Like I don't think he like hit him in stride. He just threw it to an open spot because he had two guys, and they ran into it, ran under it. But 
it was still an impressive looking throw. Zach Branch of USC and then Jaden Greathouse, freshman mm. wide receiver for Notre Dame, looked really good too. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, that's it for hour number one. Keep hitting the text on 651 3439. We'll get to some of those next hour. Quick break here from Newcastle Casino. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Landers Chevy North.